Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's featuring WarChant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chauffel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Super Headlines begins right now. Voice guys said it. I'm saying it again. I'm Jeff. That is Ira. That is Corey. They're on the other side of the glass. And you're you and you're with us. And for that, we're appreciative Welcome in, and our thanks to Register Sausage before we get going here, of course. Mm. Yay, sausage! Well, Pity yeah. sausage lately, boys. A lot of it. A lot of it. Pity sausage. I thought maybe you were just going to like withhold the yay sausage. Like, we don't deserve it. No, no, no. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's not Ben's fault either. It's not no. Register's fault. No. no it's uh, it, Register's has done nothing wrong. If anything, they've provided great joy in this desperate time. We actually, uh, Kim and I had some of the short links the other night. There we it turned is. them into like little sausage dogs. Um Easy, easy it's, dinner, yeah, man. Yeah, it's quick like, and easy. Just uh, she put them in the oven. Actually, I didn't even put them on the grill. She put them in the All oven. All right, and uh, they were delicious. We had some uh, sausage dogs the other night, and you can have them too. Registermeats.com is the website. They will have them uh, shipped to you if you live outside. Actually, we had a. I think Ben has a new social media person helping out. Oh yeah, and uh, she she confirmed. That shipping to Hawaii. If you want it shipped to Hawaii, Hawaii, they will wow. have it. Register Meats will have it shipped to you. Register Sausage, registermeats.com. It will be shipped to you. Uh, I, I still think we're holding off on Alaska just because it's not safe. Part it's of not Alaska. safe for the no. delivery driver. No, right. that guy right. showing up at. There's a liability there, right? If, yeah. he, if, he, if their delivery guy shows up and gets knifed by a serial killer in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Of which it's like every third house. So <laughs> yeah. you got to be very careful. You just don't know. Yeah, you know? It's a, you're playing Russian roulette when you Running deliver, from society. Yeah, when you deliver packages in Alaska. So it is uh, that we say uh, thanks to Ben and Register Sausage. And all jokes aside, it's delicious food, and you would enjoy it. So when you're in Publix or wherever you get your sausage, for that matter. Mm, hey, now. Yeah. Uh, make sure you, you see the register sausage. It's always bountiful, by the way, around these parts. They have I to. see them everywhere. They know. The demand yeah. is high. All right, so I didn't get mad about this loss. Like I, I know things happen in a game that upset you, where you go, oh, I wish that hadn't happened, or that's a pretty critical turn of events there at the end of the half and you yeah. start the second half. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty yeah. Yeah. Like, That <laughs> felt like that could come back to haunt them. Felt like that might be your ball game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really did. I get it. it. It does. It happens, and it's upsetting, and it's frustrating. Uh, but but I actually still remain, and I told Ira this yesterday on the Jeff Cameron show that you know the NC State game is the one that still bothers me. Yeah, most. man, they just threw it away. You gave that game away. And These had they two, won it, had they won it, you would not be mad right course, now. You'd be five and two with a close loss yeah, to Clemson. Yeah, two you top ten right. teams. Yeah, you'd, you'd have two losses to two top ten teams and you'd be five and two. But you didn't beat NC State, so that ratchets up a little bit of the focus, intensity, and pressure yeah. on these next five games. This it's, next one in particular. Is an enormous game. 
Well, they're going to win that game, though. Well, I mean, they're well, going to win that game. I'm not really hope. worried about it. Okay. Well, good. You guys That's are awesome. really worrying about this Georgia Tech game, aren't I'm not, you? I'm not worried about it from a standpoint of I think Florida State's not as good a team or that the Georgia Tech is, is some juggernaut. I just think, man, if for some reason you end up in that game and it's a tight game and yeah, something I happens. I don't like the that, way this team plays in tight situations, typically. They have not uh, equated themselves well in tight situations. And if they're in a third quarter against Georgia Tech, that becomes really tight for them, and Georgia Tech plays with nothing to lose. Yeah, I and get I, the I get the mentality part of what you're talking about. Like Florida State now has no margin for error. That's the has very little margin and, for error, and that yeah. was the whole problem with the NC State loss. Yeah, you know, it's I, that you removed if, the margin for error moving forward. If you you know, and you guys have a different opinion of Wake Forest. I still think Florida State, if they play well, they could beat Wake Forest at home, but. Regardless, you don't feel like you gave that game away. I don't though. feel like you gave the game away. I, I felt like if you played sharp, yeah, yeah. you could have beat that team sure. at home. But you don't always play sharp. No. NC State, you gave that stupid right. game away. No, I agree, um, but that's what that game did. Because unless you somehow upset Clemson, which you know they could have, maybe I think you, your prediction was more right on than mine was. No, it doesn't uh, matter. I mean, I, the, the point is, I mean, we both know Clemson's better. Yeah, for sure. I thought they would do a better job of putting some pressure on on DJ. Yeah. They didn't. He is calmer than he's, he's been in the past. He's a lot better, yeah. He's also not an accurate passer, though. Yeah, like, he's not, if, he's not if terribly he, accurate. If he was an accurate passer, that game could have been even worse. Because yeah. he, he missed some throws. Yeah, yeah, he missed some throws. He's better than he was last year. That's he is for sure. 100% lot, better than he is better. last year. Yeah. He's still it would have been nice great. to see what he looked like in the Under fourth pressure. quarter of a close game. Right, that's what But it would have been really like, nice to see that. And I thought the defense would play better, man. I yeah, just did not. I was, and, that was a real bummer. In my, that was, to me, the difference in the game. I, I didn't think the defense had been solid all year. Not great. Certainly not a ton of personnel, not, not a ton of talent. But they don't give up big plays. They, they do make you earn it on third down. They don't just have guys right. running free. And I just felt like it was so easy to score on them inside the 10-yard line when normally it isn't. And I know Norvell today talked about after the fake punt, they held him to a field goal. Well, you held him to a field goal because they got called for a hold, Correct. an inconsequential hold on another walk-in touchdown that you allowed to the quarterback again. I just I don't understand where the lack of communication was in that game. That, was, that to me, was really uh, disappointing because I thought the offense played well enough to win, by and large. I don't think that for – let me ask you this question. It, it got brought up, and I was looking at questions before I came in here just to try to get organized oh, for there us. there you go. Do a little pre-show production. I here. got texted a question, too, by a longtime listener to the show that I've known for a real long time as well. Are and your DMs open, by the way? Can people I DM don't know. you questions? I, probably. I don't ever – I don't know. Okay. Uh, how do, you, do you have to physically go in there and open them? Or I think you have to uh, say yeah, yeah. they're open. I, I, you have to say, hey, Siri, open my DMs. No, I don't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, so the point is, though, uh, I got a lot of interesting – emails i got i got one for 2 30 in the morning uh last night it was a good one could I, you imagine the women that are dming no. him <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no it's, reply open. maybe be i become more desirable because i never that's respond. the key you want to be aloof yeah, and you want to be, be distant distant, aloof, distant don't even pay any attention they love Absolutely. it they love it yeah yeah no so my buddy texted me it wasn't a dm he just texted right me and said that one of his frustrations regarding the defense at this stage of their development is that at no point do they ever really dictate terms to opposing offenses. That seems fair to say. And that's kind of a fair assessment, but I was wanting to respond to him in the moment, sort of, uh, I don't know that they have the personnel yet to do it. This is part of that growing process where you bring in better players and you raise the floor, but they're not there yet. And to the point where if you lose a Fabian Lovett, you're really not there. And then you have to play sort of halves and, and whole games without verse. Verse is still not 100%, and he's still really – I think he's a guy that 
is worried that he's going to get injured almost in a weird way. I mean, every time there's a, any kind of a questionable moment, he lays there, and I'm not yeah. ripping him, but I think he's just fearful because yeah. he's not 100%. So they, they've had you know these areas, and then I think you wrote about it, Ira, and I think it's just correct. Look, the back end is not real good, and that's frustrating. They don't communicate well in zone ever. If they have to play zone, they don't play it well. There's too many busts. That, you're right, they don't give up a ton of big plays, but I feel like there are miscommunications too frequently for my liking. And it I feel like they give away – um, they give us some easy completions. Now, a lot of what Clemson was doing was just, hey, here's a little swing pass to the running well, back. But also, yards. by the way, those were absolutely recognizable. Yeah. Like, all of those were given away before the snap, and we don't recognize it. We're slow to react to it. It's very frustrating. And I, I just thought, man, the defense was good against NC State. Now, NC State's offense isn't it's not no, good. But Clemson's offense isn't not good. It's, it's 66 it's in the country lot, or whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's better when healthy than NC State's offense, uh, for Absolutely. Sure. And uh, the quarterback is much better than he was. But still, that's not a that's not an offense that I, don't, I almost don't care where you give them the ball. They should not score on you six straight times. That's embarrassing, man. They now, haven't done that all season. They haven't come close to doing that all season. We had some people come back at you for your column and for our postgame wrap um, for you putting in so much on the defense by saying that you know the offense put them in some bad situations, special teams put them in some bad situations, and that's fair. But I would give the defense more credit if they hadn't just given up 70-plus yard drives. They gave up two 70-yard drives back-to-back, <laughs> so, back, and so, then you have a turnover late in the game. That That is not a free ticket right. To go right down the field and score. It's not like you gave him, Jordan Travis fumbled the ball at his own 12. Right. He fumbled it at midfield. Yeah. Three plays later, they're in the end zone. Don't, don't, that's not, that, that's well, a bad defensive performance, man. That was a bad, that first half was gross. The second half, it's fine. They gave up a, they had a 30 yard trick play after a kick return and they didn't score again. All right. But you lost the game in the first half because your defense couldn't slow well, you down. Lost the, you lost the game in a sequence at the end of the first half and the start of the second Just half. Just hold I him mean, to a field goal to start the, well, the, after the Travis t- uh, turnover. And, you know, we did talk to Mike Norvell today after practice. He's a little, you know, has some time to reflect on the game. And, uh, you know, I thought he, he was right to point out that really the two big plays that killed them were after kind of sudden changes. You know, you have the turnover and then you give up a long you give up a long play. I think uh, – that's where Shipley the running back just gets, had a big run. Yeah, yeah the running uh, linebacker gets out in the wrong gap. He just guessed. It, it looked like Bethune guessed. I'm guessing. I don't know what he just left his area, and then that's where Shipley goes through and gets the. He big didn't run. have a great game, by the way. No, he no, there was a few of those not, moments. He did not. But and he's had some other great games, but sure. that was not one of them. Um, so right there, and Norvell's point was, I think he thinks that maybe guys were trying to make a big play to make up for the mistake, like. You just had a turnover, so now I'm going to make this big play, and that gets you out of your assignment, and you give up the big run. Same thing on the kickoff return. I think he felt like, or not the kickoff return, but the, the flea flicker, um, and also the shoot the, the, the flea the, flicker. I dare say, flea yeah, flicker. Yeah, only we run that though. The first, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. It's a Florida State staple, <laughs> yeah. and the in uh, the first touchdown. I mean, he said basically he didn't he didn't name Akeem Dent, but he said that's a play we had worked on a lot. Like we had worked on that play a lot. And that's not what we did in the game. That's so, a toughie. So that's like those are free touchdowns. Man, that's yeah. not a great quarterback. You can't give him easy layups. touchdown passes. Gave him a, gave that offense layups. So that's what's frustrating about the defense. Yeah, I, I, I'm not in love with it. I mean, I think the next five games are going to be very important for uh, Adam Fuller, and uh, and I just I've been frustrated with the defense uh, off and on. <laughs> to put it that way, it's not every week. I understand people will be like, oh, listen, we we only give up 31 to Wake. That's a great effort. Uh, 
you know, they, you, you they've given you, up these runs of 28-0 and 27-0 where your defense just keeps giving up point after point. Like they after have point. trouble getting off the field on third down. Correct. Well, they, yeah. they, and that hurt. was the thing about the wake, the 31. The reason I didn't get too crazy about that was because you kind of chose to – you yes, kind of made chose that not choice. To give up the, yes. yes. So you you decided, okay, we're going to let you score slowly, and the downside is our offense is never going to get the football. And if they could, do, and if could, they don't, if they don't have success, then you're yeah. really just exacerbating exacerbating the and situation. And you look at these games, man. Like what 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 if Florida State have the ball in the first half five times, four times? It's every game a half goes, and they have the ball four or five times. Like I, I watch some of these games, and an offense will have the ball nine times in a half. In 16, 17 times for a game. Florida State, it's always five times and a half and 11 times for a game. The margin for error. Now, against Clemson, that's probably smart because you maybe yeah. want to shorten the game. Shorten the game against better teams, not a bad idea. But, yeah, it just seems like every game it's a five-possession first half or a four-possession well, first I, half. Well, they're about to play five games that are imminently winnable, and it will change the direction of the conversation. It will change yeah. the perception of the season. It will change all of it if you play well. If you play well. But back to our original talking point here, if you do not, it ratchets up. The intensity of the criticism and the frustration from the fans and the perception, possibly, of where the program's going amongst recruits. So the next five games are of vital importance. I mean, it's an, I can't state it enough. I think everybody recognizes it. But you get a bye at a good time to heal up. You should get most of your guys back that have been yep. missing valuable time. You're a much better football team than Georgia Tech, period. Yeah. That would be a disastrous yeah. loss. There, there'd be no other way to describe that. I don't think they'll play poorly. I think they'll win that game. I think they're going to play well. I hear what you. I hear what you're saying, though. You go in nervous as a fan. You go in thinking, "What if they screw around and football's football?" And there's a tip pass, and the next thing you know, it's 14-14 in the fourth quarter. Who's the one that has the most to lose? Obviously, Florida State at that point. But that is a doomsday scenario. So right. I think if they play well, they likely win that game fairly comfortably. I'm not saying they're going to win all the games comfortably. They could lose to Syracuse on the road, surely. They could lose on the road to Miami. They could be involved in a real close game against the University of Florida at the end of the year. Yeah, We'll see where Florida's at at that point. Their defense is in shambles right now. But they are all five very, very winnable games. You ought to at least go 4-1. and one. And all I was trying to say yesterday on the show, and I got pushback, speed of pushback, people were like, well, you're threatening Mike. First of all, I don't make hiring and firing choices, guys. Secondly... Yeah, you do. Uh, secondly, yeah, you do. you're running this show. <laughs> secondly, it's not unreasonable to ask them to go four and one in those five games. Certainly, no worse than three and two. But if you go three and two after starting four and zero, oh, uh, you're seven and five. It's not gonna. It's not gonna leave people with a good feeling in the season. I think that's fair to say. Maybe if two of the wins if are the, yeah, if the yeah, wins are against Miami, rivals, you're, you're 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 you can live with that. If you, and you have a chance to get to an eighth win in a bowl, that's but that fine. Would, but that would mean you lost well, the Syracuse lost, and Georgia Tech. Yeah, it means yeah. you lost the Syracuse and Georgia or, Tech. Or Louisiana, don't, uh, that, don't sleep yeah. on the raging Cajuns. That, that'd be a problem, man. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. So either way you cut it, if you don't win eight games after starting four and zero oh, and seeing what this team can be when they play well then you are going to have questions about the coaching staff. That doesn't mean you don't like them or you think fair. Mike's a bad guy yeah. or any of that stuff. It just means, man, you ought not lose some of these games yeah. in these situations that you keep failing in. And I think it's fair to have questions about this. How could you not? Um, you know, we On this show, I think we do a good job of presenting what this program was and how much better it has gotten. And yeah. it has. It's, yeah. it's been steady progress. But it's been slow, steady progress. And when you do look around the country and you see these other programs that are through the roof right now, it's hard as a Florida State fan to not question, why is TCU so good, man? 
What the hell happened at Tennessee? But wasn't it like six months ago it was, well, look at Michigan State. I've said this. No, no. I was in the, I was in the middle yeah. of this. Yeah. So, But we're seven games into this season. I think after 12 games, you are absolutely within your rights to say, I want that. He's not as good as that. Why are they? But you so were much just saying it about Michigan State and Baylor and these other schools. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just pick whoever's good right now and say, "Well, that guy's How obviously better." Right. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. But you can look at your own program and go, "Okay, now we're three years in. If you go seven and five after starting four and zero, oh, you can't just keep these telling, two telling things can be true that, simultaneously." Right. Well, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But there are there are legitimate questions without there, question. The, Ira pointing out that they are 11 on of 34 on th- a fourth down is nuts. Yeah, that over is the last nuts. two years. Two years, they're eleven of thirty-four on fourth down. He likes to. He doesn't go for it as much as people think. But when they go for it, they're horrible at it. Horrible. Yeah. Why? That's, that's my argument. Just get better at it. If you're going to go for it, that's fine. Can you be better at it? <laughs> I was going to say, I tend to look at the decision itself and and say whether or not yay or nay from the analytics whether he should or shouldn't have. And if the answer is yes, he should have, and they don't make it, I can live with that. I'm not happy what about, about it. the one in the first half, though. Why is why is Toa Feely not the First and maybe only read on no. that play when you need yeah. two yards. Well, I talked about this yesterday. That's on your quarterback. Well, yeah, but he maybe is it open needs to be, the ball. Maybe it needs to be ingrained. You're not even looking down and there. At some point, Jordan Travis has to take a little blame here, man. He knows he's got him in the flats. It's a first down. He, yeah. he chose to take the dangerous throw and go for the big play. That's on your quarterback. Well, it's all you have complimentary I, routes all the time on all these. I you have choices. Some he knows of that he's comes in the down flat. to coaching, as in you stress to him how important that first down is. It's like if you had a I mean, it's self-evident that the first down is important. It should be. But I will say that I know when when Jim – and again, man, we weren't in Jimbo's practices. And we don't see all of Florida State's practices. We only see a couple days. And they do do – we see third down situations. And I'm sure they do fourth down situations. Not enough. But it just seems like – it seemed like that was just a regular play. And Jordan was playing it like a regular play. Kind of like the week before the interception in the end zone. It was kind of like he was playing it like a regular play. It's like, no, man, you don't have to have a touchdown there. Yeah. So that situational awareness, A, that's on Jordan, but ultimately it's on the head well, coach. Well, everything falls back yeah, on the well, head coach, what no matter what was, happens. Yeah. But I think Jordan's smart enough to understand in that situation, given his options on the play, that it's of vital importance we convert here and get a first down. I got a free first down to Toafili right here. I don't know what he would have seen in that situation, because he's covered, first of all. Why Why does he think he's going to make that throw and that this is going to be successful? Why is that the better option? That's on him. I'm sure they talked about it in film afterwards. It's too late, fine. But I, I, I think maybe I trust Jordan more than that. I, I would think he would know that. I don't know what he saw that thought, you know, I'm going to go to Wilson here. I, I don't know why he did that, but it's a, it's a terrible mistake. But back to the other thing. So, you know, again, six months ago, it was, it was Arkansas. Well, they're yeah. four and three. Well, yeah, so it's not, like, yeah. what, you know, we – Again, I just in in Tennessee situation. Look, man, that coaching staff got fired for buying players. Oh, they got a lot of good so players. <laughs> it's not a shock that no. the guy that comes in after them is having some success. No, all the listen. Th- this is, happens every year in college football. There is a a program that shocks everybody and 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 wins a bunch of games that nobody expected them to. And then they're the hot commodity. I they're, think they're, Florida State fans are ready to be that program. Sure, but what <laughs> I think I, that's where the if they finish the eight four nine and three from. this year, then everybody Absolutely. will be very a, a, pleased. Nine with and the progress three, people be doing cartwheels. And every situation inherited by a new coach is different right. than in another location. And so again, you know, a year ago, Michigan State was everybody's darling. That coach got a massive contract, you know, and and he is set for life now because of that season. And they suck. Yeah, that team's terrible. 
you know, it, 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 we'll see what happens from here. I, I do believe that Florida State's going to play well over these next five games. That's the other part of this is that the talking co- points that we make where we're being critical does not necessarily equate to this guy's a terrible coach and I want him gone. Right. It's that I'm criticizing him for this, this, and this. Yeah, I think on this things. particular show, I worry about us praising too much when the results are the results. That's why I said what I said about looking around the country. We all think he's doing a good job. But I, but there's know, room at for some criticism. Point, there's a reality of okay, man. They're four and three, and they're whatever they are, nine and ten in their last nineteen games. Like we, you, at some point, you start covering it as a team that needs to win games and not just yeah, totally but improve. Also, but and also, that's where they are. But that's also, where they are now. But also, you think Wake Forest is better in Florida State? Yes. Yes. You think Clemson's better in Florida yes. State? Yes. Yeah. So they lost. So they one lost game. one game right. this season that they shouldn't have won or that they shouldn't have lost. Correct. And they and beat they, LSU. Which and they is, were an underdog in that right, game to right. NC State, by the way. They lost a game they, in which they were an underdog. The, the problem is uh, our, we, we have eyes. But and also, we saw them dominating. And, and we know. You, you see the way the games play out. And yeah. you, you can't. it's hard to argue that there are not situations in these close games where they're not. Yeah, they're failing oh, in these they're situations. Failing. I'm yeah, not arguing that it. either. I'm that, just saying. The program a, is in a better shape, much better shape. But much. Now, now you're in a position where, okay, we got that. You're, we're, correct, that's the standard. Yeah. Now you've got to start coaching better in these moments or getting your guys to execute and play better in these moments. And that's moments. a yes. fair criticism. And I think, I don't know, if I mean, Mike's always pretty good about these things. Like he, he's fine with all of us having our opinions, and I think he would even tell you that there are a couple things he wishes he had back. You know, I, he's never been unreasonable in that way. I know I used to criticize Jimbo, and I'd get a call an hour after the show. Mike doesn't do that. I mean, he, I think he understands it comes with the territory. Mike, you know? have your number? Yeah. You think? Does he? Yeah. Does he have your number, Ira? I don't think he has my number. Yeah, he does. Oh, well, Sorry. Hey, there we go. You've been left out in the cold, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you want me to text Mike and give him your number? Please. Okay. Please. Tell him I want to Last Night three 3 Real Talk Radio. Watch your TV continues in a moment. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. You yeah. sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes. And you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken, and and shrimp, shrimp, and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. You're Their chicken sandwich is on point. Like, it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. It's the 38 thing, it's called. 38 right? chicken it's sandwich. Yeah, delicious. It's delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun. What is it? Sunset or sunrise shrimp? It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's really that's, good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, great people. We sit on the patio. It's going to be that type of weather during football season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We yeah. have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. The draw. That Let's is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen I have, have been yeah. there for brunch, mm-hmm. but you got the NFL season coming right around the corner. It's going to be. You're listening to this. It might have already started. Go there for brunch, and then you got your direct TV. You can watch your NFL teams while you're eating your eggs. Ira, where is Horizons? It's up on Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road at the intersection of Bannerman back there in that plaza. You know who's, what favorite restaurant Santa Claus's favorite restaurant is? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Almost got him. Almost got him. Ho, 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 Horizons. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's fun to, you know, sometimes go back through here. I went during the break and look at the chat while 
you know, con- considering the conversation, the nature of the conversation we're having, I'm wondering if sometimes we're off base with the fan base or we're, we're being too soft, as Corey suggested, or over the top, as others have suggested. But I think there's uh, a lot of rational folks in here today, and they're talking about, look, it's the lack of consistency. Clearly the program is on the ascent. We all agree with yep. that. Yep. It's taking a little longer in some areas than we would like. Uh, and I think that's all fair. Uh, the criticisms and the reason you turn your attention to the sideline is when there is a lack of situational awareness or execution, that always is going to fall on the coaches. And so whatever it is they are or are not doing in those situations does come back to Mike. And I think Mike knows that. Right. I, I, I think better. that – Well, I mean, I just think the, his reactions after the games. Corey, you wrote about him looking ashen after the NC State game. Yeah. He knows they threw that game away. He knows it. And you – I mean, I, I get your point that it's on the quarterback on that play on a fourth and two when he – Take go, bypasses the easy first down yeah. and takes a contested pass. But also, man, like you're the head coach. It's your offense. You're the play caller. This is your guy. Like you went into the offseason and said, this is my guy. Yeah. It's his offense. I'm not bringing another transfer quarterback. Riding with him. Then he's got to be you on the field. He's got to make right decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and if it doesn't happen, that's on you. I mean, that's not just a one-off. Again, that's a couple games in a row now yeah. in big moments. Your quarterback's made poor decisions, so that reflects on you. And the, to the overall point, and I get what Corey's saying, it would, we can't come in here and just defend Mike Norvell and say, it's better than it was, so everything's fine. Because that's not true either. Correct. He's made mistakes, his staff has made mistakes, yeah. and it's been part of why they've lost these games. It's not just talent anymore. It's not just we. You you guys can't. Yeah, play they're competitive with those enough to win these games. Now it would have been a great win, but it was they're yeah. competitive enough to win these games. And like we said, they gave one of them away. Just straight up gave it away. Chris contributed and writes. Can you guys help me understand why we could run versus Clemson, but not NC State? Yeah, in the second half couldn't run against NC State. Um, I, I think first of all, how about to, that? By the way, I, I'm I'm still flabbergasted. I'm going to address that with this question. I, I think that's absolutely correct. I think it gave everybody me hope. was stunned. It gave me so much it hope should. for the next five games. They, generally speaking, this is a praise I have for this staff and especially for the offensive staff. Generally speaking, I think they do a good job of game planning. Yeah, that's further proof. This yeah. none of us thought, and nobody that I know, it nationally or otherwise, thought that Florida State would line up with this offensive line and find a way to run the ball effectively against Clemson. Nobody runs the ball against Clemson. Nobody does, but Saturday night, Florida State did. Yeah. Big time. And they did it with outside zone, which is another thing I didn't think they could do. I thought it would be a lot of misdirection type stuff maybe. I thought Jordan would have to be the primary ball carrier. They lined up and ran the ball on Clemson. That's a credit to them. There was patience. They got out and moved guys. It was very impressive. That's what I was going to say. It wasn't just game plan. It no. was guys moving guys. Yeah, and the offensive was... line did well. And, and the uh, running backs ran hard. Ran really... running hard, man. The, Vincent, um, was, that was his best game uh Probably, I think, considering the competition, that's the best he's looked all year. And Don't if my trip man on does your own trip, feet, and that's probably need to give him more than whatever the six carries. I think he might have been limited. I think, he, yeah, I think yeah. he was too. But, but I mean, that's a fifty, that's a seventy-yard touchdown run if he doesn't keep probably. Trip yeah. Yeah. But and I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but Clemson's defensive coordinator and some of their players said that man, Florida State just they kicked our butt. Yeah, like, no, they, they were more it. physical than we were. They wanted it more than we were. That's I mean, that's again, that's a good sign because a lot of times in games like that. Where teams cower against yeah. the Clemson, yeah. and yeah. last year I, I think we saw that they, last, last year. year they couldn't run at them all. They I thought they did cower there at the end, but they this they I, I was very very impressed with the running game, the offense overall. I was pretty impressed with, but that running game just felt like emboldened me for these next five games. Like, well, gosh darn, if you can run like that on Clemson, and if you can put up twenty eight points and four hundred sixty yards against that defense, 
There's no reason you shouldn't be scoring mid-30s against everybody the rest well, of the way. Yeah, I know games, games take on their own complexion, but yeah. But you, you should go into the rest of the season, with the, the offense anyway, with a ton of confidence, even in a loss, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. It's why I'm bullish on the next five games. Yeah. That's the part of it is that I'm critical of the mistakes that have been made in a three-game losing streak. It makes me ask certain questions aloud about Mike, his staff, this team, and the direction, and at the same time acknowledge that they do enough things really well that these five very winnable games ought to see you at least go 4-1. and one. Yeah, that, I think those are real fair criticisms and fair expectations. Yeah. It, People and are I free think, to disagree, but so I mean, what I think where we were last year, maybe where I was at the beginning of this year, is just give yourself a chance. Like, be competitive enough to give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter and, and let the chips fall where they may. Well, that's every week. They're but in it, every game. You're in a coin talk. But now it's to the point where, okay, you've established you're going to do that. Now, you know, I used to be process-oriented, Ira. I was more process guy. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to see how Now it you went. want some results. I, want, I, am, <laughs> I am absolutely, for this five-game yeah. stretch, very much results-oriented. You're going to be in every game. You need to. You you should be ahead in every game. You need to win these games. It can't just be well. You were close and with some bad breaks. You need to find a way to win eighty percent of these games um, to to feel good about the, this season and and frankly where the direction of the program is going. That's where I wasn't like that a month ago, but now it, I'm results oriented. I think it's a good thing to have expectations. It also speaks to how far the program's come and the job that he has done, which is that we all now expect a little bit more. Because we've seen the evidence yeah. that we should expect a little bit more. And that's all because of the improvement that has happened. And I think, you know, I think he expects more, too. I mean, that's why he said what he said after the game, that we're, we're done with this. There are no moral victories. I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, yeah, great. We, we play hard. He's right to say that. He, that should be the bare minimum, right? Yeah, yeah. they always play hard. We don't worry about that anymore. We're, we're moving on to other bigger things to care about, like winning these games, winning situations with the game on the line. Avoiding the critical error in those moments. That's all fair. Marcus writes, what impact would Winston Wright make if he came back hypothetically? Good to see you last Friday. Good to see you guys last Friday, Corey and Jeff. Go Knowles, go Birds. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it, man. Good to see, Good you, to too. see you too. Uh, yeah. Um I, you know, it's interesting, guys. That's another one of these questions, right? We talked before the year began, when did we think they would get Winston right back? We couldn't know. It was a guessing game because of the car accident, and you just knocked on wood, you'd get him back in a reasonable amount of time. If he's not back by the time we played Georgia Tech in two weeks here, I think you he will he... be. Ira, you with me? I would. Yeah, I would think so. I think he's you been getting good closer and closer, yeah. and now you still have another week and a half. I think there's a decent chance he does. He did. But so, what he, he did more work today than he's done all year. But what he brings to the offense, though, it's hard to know exactly because right. it's not like you're bringing a guy who's going to run flies. That's, yeah. you know, he's going to just take the top off the defense. He's he not brings that a ton guy, of experience. But he has a lot of experience. He's been a slot receiver, ton of catches, dependable receiver, proven commodity. Yeah. So assuming he feels good, now it's one thing to be cleared. It's another thing to go out there and actually know and you hit. might you might get hit running across the middle. So you have to see how that plays out but he's definitely motivated to get back and he and he looks like he's getting closer yeah and so you get if you get him back and then you look obviously we got to believe now you're going to get Fabian Lovett back in right. time for this Georgia Tech game and then moving forward if he stays healthy knock on wood he's a huge difference maker for you I mean it, it changes uh, the entire identity of that defensive line for the better so if you were the quarterback how would you throw a fade to Johnny Wilson what not would you the do? way that Jordan did in which, that particular game which time yeah, it's frustrating. What? Why? I, and this, I was saying this in the box. So this isn't hindsight. This isn't 2020 yeah. hindsight. 
Why why are you throwing a 40-yard pass for two yards? Why is he all the way on the other hash? It's man-to-man, I get it. But why not just put him on the hash closest to you, have him run to the end zone, turn around, and lob it to him? Why why try to make it? It looks like Jordan's trying to throw to the pylon. Well, Why not just throw it high and let the guy go jump and get it? That's not a hard throw, and he struggled with it on this night. I don't know why. But you're making it as hard as possible uh, by by throwing it 35 yards. If you get the separation where nobody could break off their man and go over and help or anything like that, you've got a one-on-one situation with a lot of space. There's no reason for him to throw it out of bounds, to throw it to where – I mean, that's on Jordan. It was almost like he he was trying to not throw an interception. I think he was trying to throw it perfectly. Yeah, Why not have to? Just throw it up in the air. You don't have to. We've all had a mouse in the house. We all know. Give me the ball in the post, baby. not all of us, It's not us, Where am I saying that to? <laughs> Playing a bunch when of seven year olds. Yeah, the mouse in the house. And the elbow him. It's just not hard. Get me the ball up here. I used to yell at Clark when I'd play with Bryce, and I'd post Bryce up because Bryce was talking smack about, okay, let's get down in the block. And, I'd, and Clark would throw the ball to where Bryce could reach. I'm yeah. like, get the ball up here. I got a foot on the kid. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That's what Johnny's got to say to Jordan. Just throw yeah, it just to get me. it to In the zip code of this catch yeah. radius, guys, I can make the play. That's I, I'm not making excuses for Jordan there. Listen, Jordan's had a couple of moments in these games. He hasn't been great all yeah. the time. He hasn't always made the right decision. He's had a couple of inaccurate throws. That's, I mean, that goes with the territory right. of playing quarterback. He's, but, he's but been it, a good quarterback, yeah. and I thought he was good in that game. I mean, you, yeah. if you'd have gone to the game and told me he was going to total no, 330 yards gets, and three touchdowns. This is very similar to the conversation about the coaching staff. We think that yes. things have been proved, yep. but there's room for criticism. Yeah, absolutely. And Jordan has made some mistakes, but yep. he's a lot better than he was. We know yeah. that. And, and what's happened in these last three games is you played good teams, yeah, and good, good football teams that didn't make a lot of mistakes. They don't make any mistakes. Florida State isn't going to force a turnover, apparently, not against a good team. They got one takeaway in three games, and that's that's the difference, man. You've And it's not just the turnovers you've had. It's the turnovers on downs you've had. Those are essentially So turnovers. if we were talking about the most disappointing elements of the team this year, would you say it is the back end, the secondary? Because I, 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 I think yeah. the secondary is pretty dreadful. I don't. I was talking to uh, somebody today at practice. Like I, I just don't understand what happened with Duke Cooper. I, well, clearly he's hurt. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I suppose, but he's out there. Then it he's is out weird. There. It is weird that you're you're practicing and playing, but it may be an injury where you're just playing through something that you can't get worse. So you're just going to play through it. Maybe well, he's possible. not playing well. Sit him. Yeah, it's right. Uh, I mean, he's not playing well. Yeah. Sit him. No, not, not playing well. He's like the he's the eighth he's not worst good. He's quarter not good in the right country. Right, and, and given what we saw at the end of last year and what we're seeing this year, it is rather because in the spring I thought he was the best player on the football yeah. team. He I mean, he dominated he, spring practice. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, they got another dude. Based, and then, yeah, based on what we saw in the last four or five games last season, from the Clemson game on, yeah. and then in the spring, that's the thing you think with him and Jamie Robinson, and uh, you know, just the. Akeem Dent, the way he played late last season, and he kept making plays in the spring. Yeah, yep. But man, and it, so it's not like they, I don't say they've been dreadful because they haven't given up, you know, yeah, 13th in game, the country in passing defense. Yeah, until yeah, this game, they hadn't who, given up who believes that? any right. big plays. They hadn't given up any big plays until this game. They, they were literally like four plays. I just over asked 30 you, yards. you, you watch the games, I watch the games. Yeah. We ain't rolling up into that press box thinking this I mean, defense is dominant. This secondary is playing really well. Nobody would no, say no, that. No, no, they're not. They're not a, they have not been a good secondary. I would say the the defensive line has been the worst performing unit, but you can blame well, that on injuries. lost dudes and yeah. injuries. Yeah. yeah. That, that, but that's, that's been the worst performing unit. But I mean, unit. like, if I had told you coming out of spring, not only is Renardo Green going to be your starter, but he's going to be your best corner, and not it's not going to be close. close. Yeah, You'd be like, what? Have you lost your damn mind? 
Is Bernardo Green like an NFL corner? Man, he's good. He's he might playing be pretty physical, well. He's physical. He's good, physical, man. Yeah. And he tracked, the uh, he tracked the kid down, yeah. right? on the on the the Was it the kick return or the long run he had? The long run. So he can run, too. Yeah. Well, we should we should note, by the way, it's not just Duke Cooper that has taken a huge step back. Kevin Knowles. Kevin Knowles has been awful all year. Yeah. And Akeem. Akeem well, I don't think good. the secondary's played well, period. I mean, we can just take turns. Yeah, especially considering what Knowles and Cooper looked like last year. And then this year they have seemingly really regressed. Well, there's a lot of pressure these five games for Fuller's unit to play better than they have and see some improvement in the secondary. I am curious to see how soon we start to see Azaria Thomas more. Uh, who you know obviously had that probably role. the same amount twenty. I didn't. I didn't check. Was BFF. it total twenty? What did he have? Twenty. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but he also was involved in the wide open tight end. Yeah, the wide open tight end for the. Oh, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes because that's what happens with really young players. But his upside is much greater currently than what we've seen from some of these other guys that are rolling out there, and that's that's the aggravating part. Similar headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in just a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. I think it's odd that Tennessee asked their donors and fans to... Uh, Donate to the cause for them to re. <laughs> that was a weird one. I feel like Josh Heupel should have just said, "Hey, I'll write a check." Man, come on, Tennessee. Yeah. Surely you've got the money in the coffers to go put up some new goalposts. What are we doing around here? It's just a weird thing. Very weird. As an aside. Yeah, I agree. It's not like the SEC is making a whole lot of money. I mean, or anything. Yeah, <laughs> That's just they a make eighty million dollars a year well, in revenue. It's very strange to me. By the way, I, I we should talk bigger picture here. This is a more interesting college football season for a lot of reasons. For starters, FSU finally doesn't suck. That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. We yeah. now have expectations, right? right? They're ratcheted up. Secondly, I don't think there looks to be a clearly dominant, badass, nobody's going to beat them team for the first time in a long time. Usually we're looking around going, well, Bama's pretty unbeatable. Not anymore. Hell, Bama should have lost maybe three times this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ohio State is as good as they've been recently. They're still good, and they're probably going to make the college football playoff without a problem, but they're, they're they played poorly early against Notre Dame. We saw that. They've got some fallibility. 
I Georgia hasn't played up to their ability, so or at least not offensively. Ask Vanderbilt, buddy. Well, oh. come, come on. on. Come, come on. Come and get some, Commodores. Come on, man. Come yeah. and get some. Walking out of that game Saturday, I really felt Clemson's like – Clemson's not far and away. I thought Clemson was who I thought they were. The, the, they yeah. are. They yeah. are who you thought they were. But you know, I, I, I started to think maybe DJ's better than I thought, but he missed some throws there that tells me in a, in a playoff game – that they're not going to beat anybody good. I don't, I don't think, think they gonna, can outscore. Like Ohio right. State's going to put up points on they're them. Gonna have I don't know that that kid can score more than fourteen points or seventeen. Can points. beat a good team. So so like I a don't, really good defense. They may get to the playoff because they may just run, run right through all of this, which is probably expected at this point. But I don't I don't think they can beat. Hey, buddy, they got Syracuse teams. this weekend. That's Let true. Let them fool around and just half step after the big win over Florida State. <laughs> got undefeated yeah, Syracuse. Got a trap, trap Here we game go. coming up. I get a game day up there when Florida State goes. And it is funny when you think about, like, you know, North Carolina is ranked now. Syracuse is whatever they are. North Carolina's got the best quarterback in the league. But if you – if it's just – again, it's just this guy's luck. If Florida State had played Syracuse's schedule to date, they would be undefeated at number 11 in the country. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. you yeah. got to play who you play. And North Carolina has played no one. Like they're, Got they're, the big win over App State. Yeah, right. App State and at Miami with their their two best wins. So it's like, man, it's uh, not only did there's some bad injury luck, not only there's some poor coaching and situations, but man, that's Wake at NC State and Clemson back to back to back is a it's rough tough, stretch. Tough, yeah, but that, these next five are all winnable. Yeah, that's yeah. why it comes back. But that's what I'm saying. So at the end of the year, we might be looking back and saying, well, Florida State's the 17th best team. They're ranked yeah, 17th. There's in the still country. abundance of opportunities here. They're, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's if, like we're mired in it right now, yeah. but. Yeah, and I think if you get Fabian Lovett back, if you get Jared Verse closer to 100%, yes, yes. if Robert Scott gets better after this bye week, that's a different team going into those Other last Other guys, five too, games. like Jamie Robinson gets right. healthier, Tatum right. Bethune gets healthier, like all that stuff for the stretch run. Bye man. week was sorely needed. Yeah, yeah. would it be is. cooler coming off a win. You know what I mean? Lots of things are. Yeah, the only You're right. The <laughs> only thing that I think where we talk about that, that three-game stretch, which thinks about it again, we talked about it on, on the Sunday Smash with Tom, is – if you had if you had lost the game earlier and then not had three straight you losses, them, yeah. LSU and NC State, you flip those two, maybe it doesn't feel like you've, you're going in the in the tank here with these three straight losses. On the other side, I think you played LSU when you wanted to play LSU. That probably worked out pretty well from a scheduling. Yeah, standpoint. and there's always two sides to the coin when we do this thing where we where we go, well, if this had fallen in Florida State's favor, but then yeah. invariably you could go back and go, well, they kind of got a break here, and if they. Decide to go for two at the end of the LSU game, you probably lose that game. You know, there's all these yeah. things where we we talk about it, but I I think Florida State is still in a position to have the season we'd hope they'd have. Yep, that's all that you can ask for through seven games. I would have liked to have not blown a 17 to three lead against an NC State team whose offense was impotent. That would have been nice, but it didn't happen. That's the that's the fierce criticism. We can go down that road, but everything else you you lost as an underdog to Wake, you lost as an underdog to Clemson. Happened to be at home, and that's frustrating. But hey, well, no, you weren't an underdog to Wake. I thought they were. No, no they were favorite. Oh, that's I bet right. That they, yeah, that's right. Well, why did you do that? I, just, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Wake. I think Ira and I disagree. That's fine. I think Wake's better than Florida State. But the point is, that's not a bad loss. No, and the loss to Clemson's not a bad loss. Things happen during games that elicit emotion. I get it, but those aren't bad losses. If you take care of business going 4-1 and one over these next five games, we're talking about a good season, something to build on, something that I think a inspires a lot rival, of belief. Well, probably two, two wins, wins over, over rival. your rivals. Yeah. If, you, if you go 3-2, and two, it's not a disaster, and it's not like you were saying that the, the, the Norvell tenure is over. No, no. But, but it's it hurts just, him, though. It, it takes away the chance you had for 
getting some real momentum going into the offseason and recruiting. It could hurt else. you in recruiting. And I, and I think long term, if it hurts you in recruiting, then you know the, the talking point before the year that I was making, which bothered some people, was that he would he'd be a dead man walking if they don't have a big step forward here. And what I mean by that is they wouldn't fire him if he goes seven. They wouldn't fire him if he goes six and six. I mean, they're not gonna fire him. Nor should they. I'm just saying that the chance you get it turned around if you have a mediocre season after this amount of time. To win over recruits moving forward from that would be extremely difficult. And so, therefore, you won't have the requisite talent to have the kind of season 10 and 2. Man, you're, 11. You're, 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 you're coaching like it's 2016 or something, man. We're in the age of the portal. Yeah, I I'm got not a couple so names sure for how you. eager everybody's going to remain to roll in here if you're going 6 I got a couple, and 6. I got a couple names for you in the portal. This is what Corey did after that game. He just yeah. started looking through all other He got so desperate, he just started looking at portal kids. So, the like the fourth no, ranked. Not, not portal kids. No, no, no. Kids that are, kids on, teams, that are on teams. Flourishing, having great seasons. <laughs> you He's deciding over. who he wants to. So, to, Illinois has one of the best defensive tackles in the country by PFF grade. It's like yeah. top five in the country. Mm-hmm. True sophomore. Yeah. Is playing, killing it there. Florida kid. Sophomore Illinois. Their edge rusher is one of the top ten edge rushers in the country. You Illinois know, by again. the way, they have one loss. Sophomore. Illinois may win nine games. You think he's going to roll on in here? Would you stay in Champaign, Illinois, if you could go to – These were guys that were I would have never gone though. to Champaign, but Illinois. They were, but they were two-star recruits that, pl- that are overplaying yeah, what their yeah, ranking yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Now they got a chance to cash in. I'm just saying. Tallahassee's a good place to cash in. Go they get them. They don't have recess in Champaign, <laughs> Illinois, my man. That's not a thing. You've done a lot of partying in, in Champaign, in, Illinois, have well, you? I can't imagine in December or November kids are hanging out at a pool. No, they're, I don't think they're they are. bundled up. Illinois sucks in the winter. Yeah. These are Florida boys. Ira, we're going to get them here, man. We're going to get um, That's how you do But But the, the overall point here is what, what gives me a little pause about the direction this program is going in, it is going in a positive direction, is – you know, there's a chance you're losing a good chunk of this team after this year. Then what? Do you have to rebuild again in the middle of a rebuild? Who's yeah, but, your quarterback? But, but we, who's your who's your safety? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, your safeties haven't played well. Well, Probably somebody Jamie better Robinson than the guys. can play. Fabian Lovett can play. Jared Burst can play. Who are you replacing these guys with? That's my just last year when we lost Jermaine Johnson, they replaced say. him with Jared Burst, well, and we thought oh, you'll never be able to replace Jermaine Johnson. That's why I'm talking about the portal. But right. you, you're talking about how recruiting is going to be impacted. But at I, some point, you have yeah. to have an impactful class to base yes. your growth around. It can't just be a portal guy here, a portal guy so there. So when you look at this team, there aren't, in my opinion, a ton of young Mike Norvell recruits that are flourishing and shining, and you're like, I can't wait till that guy's uh, a junior. Patrick Payton, yeah, yeah. Josh Farmer. I said a ton. Well, there aren't, there's like, and you can name... Azaria uh, Thomas, Sam McCall. There'll be others. Shaheen Brown, Sam Julian McCall. Armella. I don't, I don't, again, none of I these like, guys have done anything. Well, we you, have you given up on Shaheen Brown already? No, you no, up to saying, Armella already? You're talking about three... That usually when you're, when you're building towards the future, you've seen these freshmen and sophomores that mm-hmm. are taking great steps. You haven't quite seen that yet, and they're going to have to. Whether they do it next year as starters or these guys come back and they get more reps as backups, but usually when you're building something, there's a there's a growth. There's a yeah. Uh, you see it. You see the stepping stones. You see where yeah. I a got, lot of the you. growth for this team in particular is coming from upperclassmen and transfers I don't know. who might not be here. I think it's a good mix. I think there's a lot of young talent on this team that I like. Um, I think there will be some holes, but there's going to be holes for every team, and and they've done a good job in the portal. But for the long term success, you do have to do well in recruiting, and they have. 
Hakeem Williams is one of the top receivers in the country. He's committed to Florida State. Yeah, Blake Nicholson's going to be a good linebacker. Was there this weekend and said, I'm more sold than ever. Right. So it's not like these guys are jumping off. I mean, I, I don't even think that that was a bad weekend. What happened in that game, I don't think hurt them in recruiting. Oh, the Clemson game's not the problem. I think right. he's talking about bigger picture. Yeah, Clemson's not a problem. I mean, that, that sucks. Would have been nice to get the upset win. But that's not the end of the world. And if anything, I don't think you played poorly enough to upset recruits or anything like no, that. I'm with but, you. And what you had early this season was you did have those marquee mm-hmm. performances. Big wins. That got a lot of people excited but conversely like so look there's a chance that uh if if johnny wilson comes back jordan travis could come back fabian lovett jared verse jamie robinson all these guys could come back and if they do i think you're a top 15 team in the country right. next year to start the season the counter to that is johnny wilson could go jordan travis could go fabian lovett could go micah Pittman could go well a lot of those guys are going to go either undrafted or late right but so they, they make, could do that people make they bad do decisions that, all but, the time but so they that's also a, could stay that's that's where my concern comes in is what if you have a seven five or eight and four season and then the biggest reasons for those wins all leave yeah i you, think there's but of that group man there's like two or three guys i think that i don't know that you can easily replace i think there's a lot of those guys you can replace yeah, I, I th- listen. At the end of the day, I really, really focus on trying to get to eight and four this year and and build let some those momentum. chips fall where they and, may. And we'll worry that. about it. We'll go out and identify well, and you those go to areas. Champagne. You go to Champagne and get those some guys. Kids. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, Nebraska receiver Palmer's kid had two hundred and ninety-seven yards from scrimmage on Saturday against uh, Purdue, and he was in Louisiana. He was at LSU, and they got him to somehow transfer from LSU to to Nebraska. I'm like, well, we we go get that kid. Go get that. Kid. Yeah, he's he Anthony Grant's again. on that team, by the way. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's up with Illinois because I've only been looking because he, they play good defense and they run the ball. Yeah, I was texting but, them though. But like they're touchdown, they've given up like two passing touchdowns and have twelve picks. Like that's got to be some luck too. Like well, that, who they, they're playing? Yeah, on who they're playing? Well, right. honestly, Ira, it's those two guys on the front that, that are, are causing all the mayhem. Yeah, I'm just saying you want the two that. Florida kids who can't wait to leave <laughs> Illinois and come <laughs> yeah, to Tallahassee, come back to Florida, man. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, Illinois. By the way, that schedule so far up to this point, what we're gonna yeah, learn more about. They haven't played anybody with a pulse. They played Iowa, who's that's like arguably the worst offense in the country in the history of football minnesota who's awful on offense wisconsin who's awful on offense chattanooga whatever virginia Virginia's uh, awful. Yeah, indiana's awful uh and they beat wyoming's ass so my guess is bielema is gonna like get like a 10-year extension <laughs> in the next week yeah just like the guy at michigan state no, I just think you need to go get those two defensive linemen. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not saying they're coming to Florida State. I want State, you to spend this heard... weekend identifying some others so I we will. can start the campaign. That's, that's, that's all he does now. <laughs> that's it. That's, hey, headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with. We'll be back next hour. Coming up in a moment. 